0: Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. First of all, we wanted to, uh, on behalf of Gold Bazan, we want to wish everybody a Happy New Year. Wherever you might be, always have peace, joy, and prosperity as always. Right now, we're joined by um, Pejman Parse, another director of Gold Bazan, to discuss the preview of the match that we're playing against Qatar this Thursday, a World Cup qualifier that will be happening at Dole. Pejman, my friend, always a pleasure as always to have a convo about this. How are you doing today?
1: Hello Pasha and hello to our listeners and uh, I also would like to thank you Pasha and uh, also congratulate you for Nowruz, the happy
0: new Persian year. Thank you my friend. So when we want to get to the things, obviously the first match we played against Qatar, our first World Cup qualifier match was extremely difficult, luck was definitely on our side. We came up with a win, unfortunately in the dying minutes and you know... Now we're playing them against away, which I honestly think it is the hardest match we'll be playing, or the most crucial, as I like to say, as opposed to Uzbekistan and Korea, because I certainly believe that if we do defeat Qatar away from home, we have pretty much put one foot, Iran has put one other feet pretty much in Russia. Um, I don't know necessarily if you agree with that, but what are your thoughts on this game? Uh,
1: Well, the games against Qatar away. Uh, we always have struggles against these Arab teams in their own in their own terms, so I think that uh, I do agree with you that uh, playing Qatar away is really tough, uh, and uh victory for Iran here could very well help uh, team Ali to make his journey to Russia much more easier, but we should not expect an easy win, and uh, we should not. Uh, expect that uh, Team Eli, although uh, all the players, all of the players are in great shape, can easily walk over uh, Al-Qatar that is eager to get three points.
0: And I want to get into, before we get into the gist of, you know, the specifics of it. This is the, you know, lineup and pretty much the team sheet that you know, Keira has given out for Qatar and China for the listeners if, they, if they're if they not aware. So for the goalkeeper is Bayram Ramdan, Akhbari, Mazahiri. Our defenders are Ramin Rezaian, Gafuri, Jalal Hosseini, Purali Yenji, Milad, and Purgaz. Our midfielders are Omid Ibrahimi, Haj Safi, Ali Akarimi, Shojai, Jahan Bash, and Amiri. And as always, our forwards are Osman, Gucci, and Sarifat, and Sasan. So, looking at this, um, you know, team sheet, Pejman, that Carlos Cairos has invited these players, is there anybody notable that you think we're missing? Or you think this is pretty much sums up a decent announcement? I mean, Ashkan Deshaga obviously is injured, unfortunately, with uh, with the injury he picked up at his new club at Wolfsburg. But, but regardless, is this a good, um, you know, pretty much team sheet, you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. This is probably the most expected team sheet uh, uh, we've seen from... Uh from our coach, Keros, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe some people are missing Soshan Nakani in the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the
1: thing is, he's in Norway and the league haven't started yet. So uh, although he they have some preseason games and so, uh, maybe he's doubting his fitness and maybe Sosha needs to get ready for, for the Norwegian league. But other than that, uh, no big surprises, to be honest.
0: You know, because of the controversy that unfortunately happened between the Paris Police's manager, Bronco Ivankovic, and Carlos Keirich, there's been rumors that for some reason, you know, Keirich isn't going to, for some reason, start, you know, Paris Police players. What do you make out of that?
1: Uh, I think that's, that, that's a fight more for the media and mm-hmm. to get attention for. Uh, all the trouble that Team melee really have uh, with trying to get some friendlies and trying to get uh, uh, together gather the players. I don't see that he wants to punish um, Paris Police or or the federation by not choosing the best team. Uh, and about your your uh, question earlier. I think that maybe uh, we should have seen Surush Rafi from Paris Police right. also. Half of the squad is almost Paris Police, so it's not it's it's no lack of Paris Police players, but he's done really good and he's in that kind of position uh, in the in the team that's I think uh, Team LA uh, needs so, somewhere in the middle, creating uh, opportunities for the players, getting some great passes, reading the the game really well, but. Uh, The problem, I think, is that we've seen plenty of these kind of good players in the league that they actually perform really great in that position, but they fail to do that in the national team. I don't have a good answer why is that so, but we've seen that uh, several times. So maybe that's the reason that Sule Shrafi has yet to become a uh, a player for the national squad.
0: Would you possibly think that another reason could be is because how well Masur Shoja is doing for his club, Paninios, and they're pretty much second place right now in the Greek league, um, you know, and, you know, he's been influential for them. And regardless of his age, he's still performing very well for his club. Do you think that might be a reason why that, you know, K.Rosh might have preferred experience over, um, you know, youth?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I mean, uh, the story of uh, masoud is, is quite unbelievable. Uh, more or less, everybody was predicting him to be out of the national team for good. But now he's doing really great in a really surprise yeah. club in, in Greece. And uh, that's, that could be the reason enough. Although Masoud, he, he's also used to play on the left side. And he's quite more an uh, uh, attacking kind of player than a player that sees the game and makes those crucial passes uh, so I don't know if they will have the exact same type of play, but uh, probably Masoud will play in that position against Qatar, and that's what we will um, be expecting. We'll see how Suluş will, will do. Maybe I would love to see him to play in Europe, and then he surely will become a part of Team LA, But not now.
0: Thank you. Um, Pejan, before we get into the tactics of how, what you personally think that Carlos Kersh will you know, line up against Qatar and whatnot, is that our strikers have been phenomenal away from home. Sador Osmond obviously, but especially Re- Reza Guchanejad and you know, especially his new move to his club, you know, Harimveen in the Netherlands, and, and Sarifari to his recent move to Olympiacos. They're doing, both doing really fantastic. And Tarami, obviously, he has back home at Persepolis as up top, but however, for national teams and playing more out wide, you know, it's it's headaches for Carlos Cater to be honest. Um, what do you make about the striker situation that will be happening?
1: Well, I think he kind of enjoys these kind of headaches because just a couple of years ago, we had, you know, barely an option at France. Uh, Osmond was too young, uh, Gucci was was so sore and he he was uh, playing in the in the Arab leagues and not getting out his full potential, so we had this problem not too far ago. And all of a sudden, uh, we have like three or four really good strikers that can be uh, be 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 important for the national team.
0: Uh, the best thing I think, uh, the best reason
1: uh, to play, uh, maybe. Gucci is that he's in, in really good shape. Yes. The best reason to maybe have Osmond on the bench is because he usually do not play 90 minutes in Russia either, but he always performs good when he's either subbed in or, or when he starts to play. So we can expect that. And what we should also expect is having a professional mind uh, from these players. They may be stars in their respective teams, But they can also be at the bench on the national team. And it's important for them to be uh, good role models and accept that part. Although nobody wants to be on the bench, but they have to accept that somebody else will be playing. And the best thing they can do is to give it their all on the trainings and show Carlos Kairos why they should be the number one.
0: You brought a great, great point, actually, about Sardar Osmond. He's been phenomenal for us, um, and his age is just makes it even better. The key issue that I've realized, a huge weakness um, for Sardar Osmond is definitely his stamina. And we've seen even when he plays for a national team many times, K.R.I.S. has had to bring him off, that sometimes you might think it's an injury, but then how it's because of his stamina. Why do you think that is? Because um, right now he's playing for Rostov. You know They were at the Champions League. He scored against Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, you know, played against PSV, you know, against all these top teams, then comes into the Europa League and even just recently performing against Manchester United. You know, Russia obviously might not have the best facilities and whatnot. However, he's still performing in, uh, you know, Europe. But regardless, his stamina still is the same uh, compared to from you know, previous months. What do you think that is or do you think that might be something that um, is just some psychological thing for him? Well,
1: I don't know if it's a stamina issue, to be honest. If we look at uh, uh, Salyar Osmond during the games, mm-hmm. he actually runs a lot and he does some good defending. Yeah. So he's playing a lot on the entire field, uh, unless, uh, unlike some other strikers we have that don't do the same amount of work in defense. Uh, so the stamina issue, if you want to call it that, is more due to his... Way of playing, and also both in, in Rostov and in the national team, there's some tough competition for him. So it's not so easy to just expect to play 90 minutes, uh, and that's uh, one thing I, I like about Ozuna. I haven't seen him really, really complain about that. At least not in media. I haven't seen him making an issue about it, and. Uh, uh, he's keeping his, his mind kind of calm and knowing that he have to work hard to even be a, be a starter because he's not uh, a regular starter in Rostov or in the national team, but he plays every game uh, somehow, more or less. So, uh, we can expect a lot from Osmoon but uh, we must not forget that uh, he's playing amongst uh, good players and I think that's okay. good for him, knowing that, he won't be a regular, although he have a amazing uh, uh, rating uh, in the national thing. In game, sorry, in the national team, I think like what 16 goals in 22 games or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so Yet I'm... he's not a regular, and that's that's a strength for a national team, uh, team, in my opinion.
0: Right. So let's talk about the Qatari side. Obviously, we both know that Murtizopur Ali Genji and Pedro Montez are very, you know, they know these Qatari players inside and out. They play there right now for their, you know, respected clubs. You know, some of their notable players, obviously, that were playing is Tabata, Suryan Akram Afif, Hassan Khalid, you know, and their left-back as well, which just slipped out of my mind, but he's been fantastic for them as well for Al Saad. What do you... The way... How do you see Qatar approaching us, Pejman?
1: Well, we should call on the United Nations since they're
0: representing all kind of countries in the national <laughs>
1: team. Against Iran, the last game, uh, I counted uh, eight different nationalities in the yeah. Qatari team. And around half of the squad was non-Qataris. Um, and about your question, and about how I rate them, I think... Uh, in the jewelry, they're quite good. Some of them, like Sebastian Soria, is getting quite old now. But I think he have like around 120 caps for Qatar. and yeah, the European-born uh, Qatari striker. Uh, they have some good players, but they, in my opinion, so far, they failed quite miserably to do something about. The, uh, about their team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they I know they had a lot of good young players coming up and uh, I think the mix with young players and the more uh, older players with, with some experience have yet to be uh, settled and they, they still have to find a good balance for the team. Uh, they've changed their, their coach as they always do quite often. Also in the leagues they change Uh, coach all the time and that's quite difficult for a national team because you don't see your players so often and every time if you have a new coach uh, it's hard to know what kind of tactics and what you should uh, expect from your coach and from your teammates so Qatar as a team will struggle but individuals a lot of them are not bad at all in my opinion
0: Peshman, now I want to talk about, this is going to, usually we could predict in a way, you know, Carlos Kairos, how he's going to line up against um, Gatar. I think this time will be, he's going to be pretty much more defensive than we're going to, you know, probably break him on the counter. But um, how do you see us lining up? Do you still see him going with a four-two-three-one, a 4 4 Because I personally think that he's going to go with a four-four-two. And I honestly, because of how well Reza Guchenejad is doing, and he's pretty much right now at the back of Osmond, I see him, pl- you know, having Oswin and Reza Guchenejad up front. Jahan Bash and Shojai on the wings. I don't see Amiri starting with with Haid Safi and Ezra our center midfielders, and the back pretty much Ramin Rezaian, Jalal Hosseini, Montazeri, and Milad Mohammadi.
1: Uh, yeah, well, at the end of the day, uh, this kind of, uh, the numbers, they're just playing with words, Four, two, three, one, and so. Uh, and I think uh, your, your lineup is quite near... T- it's my lineup, but I have a couple of major uh, major changes anyway. And the thing is, I don't see uh, Kuchanajad and Osmoon playing at the same time together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I see, to be honest, only Kuchanajad starting at top. And at the left side, you will see probably Amiri before and And Shujai behind Kuchanajad and Jahan Baksh on the right side. And uh, we have a really interesting uh, duo now in defence level with uh, Ezatolahi and Haj Safi uh, yeah. in the middle. And Haj Safi surprisingly have done quite well in that position. And this is his third position now in the national team, um, because Milad Mohammadi ha- ha- is, we have to say that he is a better uh, left back defender mm-hmm. than Haj Safi. And he's done really great in Russia with Terek Rosny, and he deserves that spot. The question about Montazeri and Ali Ganji, uh, for me, honestly, I would probably choose Montazeri because his experience and uh, his attitude, he's quite calm as a player. He's he's quite calculating, and he rarely makes big mistakes. I would see him uh, before Ali Ganji. Purali Ganji is good uh, in uh, w- with his uh, head, and when uh, when Iran is attacking, but for me he's quite shaky as a defender, and he can sometimes uh, put Team at risk. Uh, so I I would prefer Montazeri, but Purali Ganji is a solid defender as well, and I won't be crying if, if it will be Purali Ganji. <laughs>
0: And what about the, you know, the goalkeeper situation? Do you still see Beira yeah. starting or Ahwari? No, Ahwari
1: for me yeah, is unfortunately a letdown. Uh, for me, he had his opportunities, he had his chance, but uh, he's, he seems to be an okay interactor. Uh, and when a goalkeeper makes mistakes, unfortunately, it's something that will be with you maybe for the rest of your career. And Perawan has made some mistakes as well. But I can see neither Akhbari or Mazahiri uh, taking that spot away from him. Uh, maybe Sosha Makhani when he returns. And we'll see what happens with El- Adresa Hariri. He mm-hmm. finally got a club now yeah. so, in Sweden. So maybe he will take back his, uh, his spot. We'll see
0: it's a hard question yeah and you know for the gist of things how do you see us approaching the game do you see us sitting back and then trying to counter Qatar or you know recently we've been playing such a you know free-flowing beautiful attacking football but it's just away from home against Qatar and as we all know it's just I don't know if it's a psychology thing we are just playing an Arab side and we tend to not play as well Um, emotions get too high and we start you know you know not just playing not playing our actual football how do you see Kairosh approaching this game Benjamin?
1: oh i think he will be quite careful mm-hmm. uh, we won't see the the most uh, offensive and attacking iran that we've seen uh, so far uh, if that will be so they will see probably ansarifard uh, gochannejad Osmoon all from start, also in John Bach. I can't see that really happening, although I would love to see that, but I think uh, he will play kind of calm. He will, after the first half, half of the game, evaluate the game, the players, and we'll see that he's a usually does great substitutions in the second half, and he, he's a great coach uh, when it comes to that, to finding what to do in the second half. So it's important that the first half is, is, uh, Iran is controlled and don't let in some silly goals. Because I know, we know for sure that Qatar, uh, will go pretty Definitely. hard. Yeah. And will expect, uh, and they, they will try to, to get an early goal because they need to win. They, they only have four points after five games. So if they want to do something about their terrible situation, they have to beat Iran at home. And uh, Iran is good as, at, at counter-attacking, but only when Iran plays against better teams when we play against <laughs> uh, not that so is good ends, as Qatar. <laughs> uh, we, it's, it, it will be interesting. I'm afraid it, will, it could be a like, super boring game. Iran will have a too strong defense for the frustrating Qatari players and will be quite cautious when they're
0: attacking. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Ashkan De Chagot will be missing this match. And, you know, he's one of our leaders. And so Workhorse does everything on the pitch, um, does everything that Carlos Kairosz asks him. He's going to be a big loss, obviously. But who would you say Pedro is going to be our star player against Gata or someone that you think that needs to step up and you think that it's expected for Carlos Kairosz to call upon him to do pretty much That's like leadership?
1: Yeah, Um. although he's young... I think Ezatolayi mm-hmm. needs to to show some leadership. You know, yeah. he's in that kind of position that uh, he's like a link between the the defenders and the uh, and the offense. And we need him to be kind of calm because I think he's given away a couple of too to uh, too many free kicks. He usually mm-hmm. gets at least one yellow card per game because. Uh, they passed him quite easily or, you know, he gets frustrated or something. I think Wallahi needs to keep his head quite calm. He, he needs to be careful when some of the uh, fast and kind of uh, technical players of Qatar approaches him. Um, th- that's what I see in, in front of my head. Otherwise... Uh we should expect uh, a lot from our our stars in Europe mm-hmm. I mean Jahan Bakshin and Gucci, if they start no matter who starts, even Osmund isn't even unsatisfied. We should expect them to be really annoying for the Qatari defence because if they can annoy great teams in Europe, they should be able to to really annoy. Al-Ahli and Al-Sad defenders, they're, they're not, you know, impossible. There, there's a reason why Qatari players don't become professional players outside of Asia more than that it's just good money in Qatar. And that's because they're simply not good enough.
0: You know, Pejran, before we wrap this up, I think as long as, you know, Iran is clinical, as long as we get, you know, one or two chances and we, you know, slot them in, we'll be fine. But, you know, is there any final points for you for this match before we play, you know, obviously China at home and Azadi?
1: Yeah, uh, we shouldn't be let down with a draw against Qatar. Definitely. In in, in Doha. Although, I mean, the FIFA rankings and whatever, they, they're not, they're silly to be honest. Uh, and although Iran haven't yet let, uh, let in a goal in, in the World Cup qualifiers in Group A, five games, four goals, zero goals. Uh, uh, Let's in. We we should uh, we should not expect an easy win, and we should not be so unhappy with a draw away. It's important that we, we win our games uh, in in Ozody and at least at least demand a draw away games so far we haven't actually won our away games
0: so and we haven't conceded that's a crazy part and we still haven't conceded in this campaign
1: yeah so a 0-0 game isn't impossible in in this game although Iran should be the stronger team uh, according to to everybody more or less
0: your score prediction
1: Mm 0-0 or 1-1 that's... But I hope for all... But something in my mind send, says if Iran scores an early goal, it will be like 6-0 to Iran. You know, something crazy <laughs> will happen. So
0: I know another director of the show, Bobak Goldridge, will be very proud of you for that scoreline. But yeah. I I personally think it's going to be 1-0 to Iran. I just feel like we're still going to score and um, I think we're just going to push back and we're just going to defend for our lives. And I still... I just... I just kind of see Qatar um, beating us. Not just because of the bias in it, just because of the way Iran has been performing. Just how well we've, you know, the since the last four years till now, how much we've pro- progressed and still haven't conceded. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. And um, and with our superstars away from home, they're doing so well. I just see us, you know, nicking it with one nothing. I don't see a two nothing, and usually that doesn't really happen. Two nil, I mean, but um. We'll see what yeah. happens. And,
1: and one, one more thing, yeah. Pasha, I almost forgot. Uh, you know, uh, the thing is, Atal, um, although they maybe not so good on the pitch, they're really good outside the pitch. When it comes to preparations, when it comes to getting ready, yeah. I mean, they have their team like for over two weeks now, and just um, uh, let them go when they have um, their their club games for for the Champions League. Uh, they have uh, had good camps, and they're really. Prepared now, you know, and, and that's interesting, because uh, Iran's squad is even yet to be uh, uh, to, to have played together, have a one single training together. Yeah. Uh, the entire squad, so to say, because the European players they will come to Doha today, today which is Monday, so they won't be ha- having any training today after a long trip. They will start tomorrow, Tuesday. So they will have Tuesday and Wednesday to know all the tactics, to know all the things, to yeah. to uh, to, uh, to to know and to, to listen to Kairos. And this usually would have been a big problem, but since we have had probably pretty, pretty much the same squad as in recent games, we have had, we have the same coach. Uh, a lot of the players could could feel safe, that they know what's expected of them, they know where to play and what to do. And, and that's a strength that we haven't seen in Iran for ages, that although we're not super well prepared, the players can keep calm and also we can keep calm because we know that uh, Kairosh knows all these players mm-hmm. and he knows what to expect from them and they know what to expect from Kairosh. That's the, the biggest Iranian strength against Qatar, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and not to mention it was a fantastic act of gesture that Kairos, you know, was traveling, you know, from country to country to talk to our players, you know, while they're playing Europe. And I found that really, really nice thing. And that's and that's why I see why this team has such high team chemistry and high morale is because of despite the fact that these guys don't play as much. And unfortunately, because of the issues we have and we're not playing as much as friendly, but it's still the same team And people usually know the way, you know, their teammates are going to play and whatnot. Uh, despite the fact that obviously we're losing Ashkan Dejaga, but, you know, that starting 11, pretty much all know, you know, the way we will to die and the way we'll adapt. So we should be fine. But again, we just wanted to thank our listeners again. Uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic Nooruz alongside our family, even if you're listening to this, you know, wherever you may be. But as always, we appreciated it. Me and Pejman, Bob, Samian, and everybody else. We appreciate your time just and effort for always helping us out. Peshmo, my friend. It's an always absolute pleasure, and then we'll obviously talk talk again after the Qatar match.
1: Thank you, Pasha, and uh, thank you to all our listeners. You can reach us out uh, via Twitter, Golbezan, and also Facebook yeah. and Instagram, I think, as well. Yeah. Right, Pasha.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't. We barely use Instagram, but we've actually. That's a good point. We've actually gone on various other platforms for pod. You can find us at Stitcher, TuneIn. We're soon going to be on Google Play, but obviously iTunes and supposedly now I had no idea we were, uh, we were on Android. So as long as, you know, you type in Goldbiz on Google or on your phone or wherever, um, it will say what platform is on. Obviously SoundCloud, because that's where our main domain is. But it's appreciated. Ada to Mubarak, and thank you all. And we're hoping for a win. I mean, I'm hoping for a win. I know one is deep down. Yeah, but, um, uh, I,
1: I always hope for a win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to not to get my hopes up. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um Okay guys. Yeah. Appreciate. Take care. Much love.